The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. We talk about real money, money that's been around for thousands of years, commodity money, hard asset money, gold, silver. We'll also talk about some natural fancy colored diamonds as well, bring that uh, back into the topics because I think it's a, a poignant time for that. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya. Jerry, you're doing well this week? It's been a busy week. We haven't doing had too well, much feeling time well. to talk. I know, very busy, but yeah, really good, Jeremy. We had the storm earlier in the week. We had the, oh. like, you know, the nice thing is, is we're, we're kind of going tieless at the office uh, for this past really week. Really cash. Yeah, it's good. Um, but it's been a great, great week for metals. Both, uh, both making great gains this week. Uh, silver getting back above. Uh, I think we even made it into the 24 range, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so big moves in, in silver. Were, were these expected or, or, or unexpected at this point so early in the year? I think very, uh, yeah. In expected, I think, um, as I mentioned a couple times on the show, Q1 historically and over the past 25 years, 18 of those years have been very positive for precious metals, specifically in silver. So um, we did see a bash down a couple weeks ago in, after some Fed meetings where they talked about talking about raising interest rates and they were getting close to that point. So precious metals are uh, back on vogue and they'll likely head a lot higher, um, hovering around the 200-day, moving above 200-day moving average now. Um, Fibonacci levels look very strong. Uh, we're, you know, gold tested the the resistance of about 1849, uh, backed off of that, but we'll have a, probably another go with the Fed meetings next week. Yeah, and I think it's important to also establish where where we've been to understand as well, as well where we are. <clears throat> we've we've been mentioning over the last couple of weeks, just wanting to reiterate the fact that. Gold over the last couple of years in 2019 through 2020, where gold peaked, gold was up 35% in Canadian dollars and only came down 4% throughout 2021. Mm-hmm. So the consolidated period was only 4% down. And on silver through 2019 and 20 was up 54%. Now, that's a bigger gain, it, so it gave back a little bit more as well in the 12% range. So far this year, in Canadian dollars, silver's up 3.3%, and uh, gold right now is just on the cusp of, of being uh, neutral. Mm-hmm. So I think that that puts us in a situation where we're looking good. It's not like the precious metals pulled back dramatically um, in terms of what we've seen in the past, right? We've seen some pretty big pullbacks in the past. And I want to ask you about that. We had a huge pullback in, in 2008. Price of silver went down to as low as $8 from a high of 21. And uh, we also saw that in 2020, where silver went from 18 down to about 11. Of course, you couldn't buy it for less than 1750. So it was sort of a um, an aberration, if you will. But what do you think the chances of something like that happening again? Well, Jeremy, what's indicative right now is with the premiums rising and the supply and demand at extremes, the likelihood of that happening is, I'm pretty safe to say, impossible. I mean, we could see anomalies happening that can potentially bring prices down maybe for a day or two, uh, you know, likening it to the oil smashdown when oil went negative, but you couldn't pick up that oil. 
similar to the precious metals space that we saw back in 2020 when prices got slammed to $13, you couldn't get the silver. So premiums are the control. Premiums, at the end of the day, the wholesalers and the refiners who have the gold, they make the rules. And that's the old mantra. You know, he who or she who has the gold makes the rules. I've noticed that a, a lot of uh, competitors, they're, they're pretty very, very tight on physical product, even gold not being available. So that said, again, yeah, you know, if you can't get it, what's the, what's the motto? If you can't hold it, you don't own it. Right. So if you're going to lay out money, you, bet, you better make sure that you're getting that product, especially if you're, you're getting it at uh, supposedly better prices. But as far as the premiums, yeah, look, there's delays in physical product. We've heard that to get something like silver maples, for instance, we're looking at six-week delivery for that. Uh, my understanding is 100-ounce bars are over a month. Mm-hmm. Four weeks. And we just got a call from, from wholesalers talking about raising the premiums dramatically on things like 10-ounce gold bars. Now, 10-ounce gold bars, usually the premium on, on a 10-ounce gold bar and a kilo bar are actually quite low. Mm-hmm. So if you have the means, you want to have some of those larger products in your portfolio because you're paying a lot less for them because the premiums are so low. But now we're seeing the premiums on 10-ounce bars rise to where they used to be for one-ounce gold. So again, this is all an example of tightness Mm -hmm. in the market. And to that, what would you say to someone, Jerry, who said, well, but you can just increase the supply? Well, that's impossible. In a time where we are looking at a green revolution and we're heading in towards, you know, it's a a novel idea. We want to cut our carbon footprint and we want to do our best to save humanity and you know we want to embrace you know pick up the garbage recycle do your job but when we're dumping trillions into the economy to uh, cut our carbon you know to go deeper into the earth requires a heck of a lot more carbon to get the very silver that you're looking for to get the silver to create a, a green economy it's a cycle. It's it's something that is relatively it's it's again impossible. So, you know, it's not going to happen, Jeremy. I, I like where you're going with this because you you kind of took it in a direction that I wasn't thinking about, ah, which is you're saying ball. you're saying look, well the idea is if they're going to need all of this silver, they better start digging for it. By the way, digging for it's going to cost you a whole lot of energy. Yeah, and uh, carbon at a time, at a time where energy prices are are skyrocketing. Hmm. I was going I was thinking about the idea that it really doesn't matter how much you amp up the mining industry you can't add more than at most 2% a year to the stockpile of gold so it's fixed and silver being a byproduct of gold copper zinc mining right it's also fixed and um, you know so unless you're going to ramp up mining which is just it's physically impossible it just doesn't happen like that that you're not going to increase the more than half a billion ounces of silver that you pull out of the ground now if there's a strong demand for it coming outside of not just not just investment i don't want to call it investment because it's real money you don't invest in real money you own it (laughs) but uh but in terms of going into the green economy like you said there's just not enough out there and even if you dig as fast as possible and and triple the supply Mm -hmm. there's still not enough yeah and it's only going to get more expensive to mine if you do so the idea of mining costs and mining technology improving over time help you to keep up the pace that we're keeping 
right? To keep right. half a billion coming into the market or coming out of the ground depends on technology improving and ways that you can get better margins or, or dig in places where you couldn't get it before. But to then turn the switch and say, no, 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 we, we want to triple supply. It, mm -hmm. It's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. That, and that's what it comes down to. And we looked at the, the data from Silver Institute uh, of the you know top miners, what they're actually bringing out of the ground year over year is just getting less and less and less. So you will have to put more capital. You'll have to dig more. You will have to produce a lot more carbon. So it's a bad cycle. The, the number 18778 silver on the website guildhallwealth.com to get your physical metal. But you know what they can amp up in terms of creating is paper money. Yeah, yeah. Fiat currency, we should say. Fiat currency can be just generated out of the blue way faster than you can earn it, right? You can only earn so much in a day, but the, the central banks along with the government seem undeterred. Mm -hmm. by by these by these constraints of the real world let's just print more and more and more and see where that leads right. it is an experiment that we've never seen the likes of which we've never seen it's never been this big they've tried a little bit in the past and i kind of equate it to someone who maybe you know has a has a tr has a, a scheme going with a casino they can skim they can count cards or something and they can do a little a little jam a little yeah. a little side hustle yeah and then they always get greedy, and that's what that's what kills them. Yeah, that's what destroys them in the end. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the central banks have gone to that level. They're they're just they're way too far gone. And we mm -hmm. can talk about the elephant in the room that creates that, which is inflation. But I, I would say myself that trust in banks, financial systems, and governments on a whole from the majority is probably at an all-time low. Would you agree? I would, uh, yeah, 100%. Um, from the macro, you know, consumer confident levels that are that are continually dropping, um, you know, the mere fact that we're seeing, you know, major CEOs pulling their money out of their own shares is a, is a sign of that. But even in the smaller scale, you know, the blue-collared worker here who we deal with on a regular basis, they want to get their money out of the bank. They have loads and way too much cash sitting in a bank, sitting in their, in their safe at home. This is these are all signs of waning and a erosion of trust. And I do believe, yeah, we are probably, if not at zero, <laughs> zero for a zero level of trust. Well, let's talk about more of that in the next segment and talk about some of the effects of the the current policies going into place, financial policies, and how they might affect real Canadians in the next segment. The number 18778Silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. If you want to acquire some physical precious metals, you can go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com. You can pick up, you know, one ounce bars of gold. You could pick up silver maples, maybe a 10 ounce bar of silver. Great place to get your feet wet. Great place to start learning how to get involved in the physical precious metal market. We also offer physical gold and silver in registered accounts. That's where you can add your, your, you're buying your own physical product. You have direct ownership. It's held in a, in a vault, an IROC approved vault facility, fully segregated, fully allocated, no counterparty risk. You are outside the banking system, though it's in 
your registered account. So contact us at one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com, and we'll be right back on AM640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Back to the Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, just before the break, we were talking about the idea that trust in governments around the world, trust in the financial system around the world, is probably at an all-time low. In, in how many decades? Who knows? Um, the policies that are being put forth by central banks is really a lose-lose situation, right? Because if they raise rates, they're punishing the economy. And if they keep printing money or fiat currency, um, they're running into more and more trouble. So where do you think the rubber hits the road and the faith in the Fed and, and the central banks that are creating all this money just evaporates? Yeah, I think what we're seeing and what what we are reading a lot about, especially in the mainstream media nowadays, is the potential for for this policy error, which has escalated along with uh, inflation and the pace at which the money printing has has taken us from from last year to now. Um, Canada alone has printed approximately a trillion dollars since last year. So the pace at which we're inflating, we're throwing money around. Um, they can't even keep track of who's receiving the money. But the, the potential for an upcoming policy era, which is on the horizon, um, is, is probably at a pace with inflation. And as a result, trust is, is just down the drain. And maybe part of that is you're saying a, a policy error, but perhaps if the foundation and the building was based on a policy error. The whole idea of fiat currency being unbacked and untethered from gold and silver. And I'm not necessarily even suggesting, oh, we go back to a gold standard. I'm just saying the fact that they're now untethered and they can do whatever they want with the currency, that was the policy failure. You never built the foundation properly. Mm -hmm. And they only got to that foundation concept of lifting the gold standard in 1971 because of policy errors where they decided to print money and keep the the gold price tagged at $35 an ounce. Mm -hmm. So it's just one big policy error after another. Are we in the era where it ends? And let me ask you this. What do you think would happen to debt holders in Canada if rates inevitably rise? I mean, that's what's on. That's what everyone's talking about. They're saying, oh, three rates. Maybe it's built into the cake. Who knows? But what happens to the debt holders in Canada if rates do rise, well, we're on that. We're on the cusp of that. The era of historically low interest rates, which has inflated Canadians' their perceived wealth and facilitated their spending, is ultimately coming to an end. Um, we are approaching January 26, which is the Bank of Canada decision on raising interest rates. And now, we had an article come out today, I believe, from Bloomberg through Yahoo, that highlighted. The fact that debt-strapped Canadians brace for a risky rate hike, rate hiking cycle. They're citing that Canada, the you know probably the most indebted nation out of the G7, is is on the pace to hike rates the most and the being the most aggressive during this time. And what happens is, is this is going to trickle down. 
majority of Canadians' debts in the real estate market. And the CMHC has already warned against this, that the amount of debt. And I can tell you, Jeremy, from a personal standpoint, I have a, a very good friend and also a client. He's a he's a accountant. He's a CMA. And he hedged the amount of real estate that he has, the mortgage exposure years ago, foreseeing this very issue today. He has about six properties in northern Ontario, all around Toronto. And he's hedged his mortgage exposure with with silver. And I asked the reason why. He's like, well, when this happens, when the credit starts to tighten, and when they start to raise interest rates, you, you want to hedge yourself. And the one means of doing that is getting into something that is dislocated or unallocated, or sorry, rather, it's decorrelated from the, the credit. So hedging yourself is a very important time. Uh, probably more than ever before. So coming up to this this uh, rate hike decision, the best case is that higher rates for the Bank of Canada is that rates don't produce a sharp economic slowdown, but are still potent enough to cool inflation significantly. But we saw com- consumer prices rose at the fastest pace in 30 years last month. But again, the potential for policy error has escalated along with inflation. And did you know, according to the Bank of International Settlements, the total credit debt in Canada is 345% of our GDP. Everything that we all earn together. The debt is three times that. From the credit debt the, the in pub, Canada. The private debt. Is it private debt? It's credit debt. Yeah, so it's private and institutional debt. So we are above you know, three times the amount that we make in Canada. So, you know, when we're talking about raising interest rates now, and we're looking to the Fed doing that, the U.S. Federal Reserve. You know, Wall Street Silver tweeted last week, we're talking about the U.S. now. The U.S. debt is $86 trillion. That's, that's obviously including, like, unfunded liabilities, et cetera. Yeah, it's government and private. Yeah. Not derivatives. No. I don't think that includes derivatives. No, not but the quadrillion. Because the, the, the debt itself is at, like, heading up to $30 trillion. It's in the $29 trillion range. Right. It's going really, really fast, by the way. You know, I look at that debt clock, and I'm amazed at how fast that debt is rising. Mm-hmm. So if we're close to 30 there, and you're saying it's at 86, so yeah. it's in, including unfunded liabilities. And Greenspan said, you'll, you'll get your money. We just yeah. can't guarantee the purchasing power of, <laughs> of the, the money. So we owe you two hundred grand yeah. for, your, for your pension. You'll get your, two, quote unquote, $200,000. But we just can't guarantee what that 200000 will buy we'll you. Will buy you, exactly. Now, with $86 trillion in the U.S., the Fed wants to raise rates. Let's say they go ahead and raise 1%. So for each 1% increase in rates... The total annual interest burden increases by $850 billion per year, and that's just at 1%. Today, we look at the Fed. The Fed funds rate currently is sitting at zero. Inflation is at 7%. That is stagflation. Gold performs during stagflation, but this very act of raising interest rates will bring down the system. And I remember in 2018 when the Fed was raising rates that there was a major issue in Turkey and we talked about it on the show a lot, this idea that foreign holders of U.S. debt that now have to pay a higher interest on it are, are going to see serious problems of that. And there's something like $13 trillion. You can look it up. Do your own mm-hmm. research. Something like $13 trillion of U.S. dollars outside of the U.S. And if you raise interest rates on that, all of a sudden, all the loans that are in U.S. dollars – have to be paid with more money, mm-hmm. and how are you going to pay for it? I mean, you might sell assets and raise the cash, which could l- make it look like the U.S. dollar is getting stronger, 
but it's not because you're you're weakening yourself. You're selling things off in order to do it. So it it's not a good not a good sign all around in terms of where we're headed with this. It feels like the end game. I think. Mm-hmm. Did you ever did you ever read or watch the movie um, Train Spotting? Uh, I heard about it. I, I, sh- I should have seen this. No, I haven't. Okay, so they're they're <laughs> it's they're on heroin. Okay, it's, right. It's like the first the way the movie happened. They're they're like the first half is kind of like, oh, isn't this fun? We're all on heroin, and then like bad things start to happen, and it's like reality hits. <laughs> and the 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 central banks just remind me of these heroin addicts who are like, I'll just cut down a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, imagine it's the disastrous happen. results. There, this idea of raising rates is like uh, riding a bicycle on a high wire uphill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what could go wrong? How is it? So it's it's you got to prepare yourself for these things. You can't just assume that this massive experiment that is happening right in front of our eyes that no one is really paying attention to, by the way, we're still concerned too much with the pandemic and the narrative of those things kind of. They're kind of smashing all over the place. I can't follow the pinball anymore on, mm-hmm. on, on, you know, this person says this and this person saying this and the media saying this and all of a sudden everyone's saying something else and they're opening up over here. They're not opening up over here. The narrative is just I'm a ping pong ball watching this thing go. It's not, it's not collusive the way it used to be. They used to collude on it and whatever one person was saying, everyone was saying, mm-hmm. right? Same thing with central banks. We're waiting for that to fall apart. But I just think that people aren't really focusing on what the next major major issues it's happening almost right in front of our eyes which is the financial system Mm -hmm. and do we trust the financial system and again if we're if we feel that the majority of people probably distrust government that distrust of government is at all-time lows let's put it like that what are people doing and we know from from our experiences people are very concerned about the banks we we saw what happened in cyprus there were Mm bail-ins Could that happen here? Could it? I do believe so. I, I mean, you, when you draft a bail-in clause into your, your budget, it's certainly something that you can, you can go to. And we have been defined as unsecured creditors here in Canada. So do we really want to participate in the fractional reserve banking system that we have here in Canada and even globally? No. Many people don't want to put and pledge their hard-earned wealth, their family's wealth, to backstop uh, this type of, you know, crony capitalism or this type of, you know, you know, social program, the universal basic income that was potentially tabled in, in December here in Canada, you know, disincentivizing Canadians from working. This is a very dangerous policy. And we, we're not, I can, you know, I could probably speak with most Canadians. We don't want to roll the dice with our wealth. We have been giving, given some wealth, maybe inherited some wealth from, from, you know, generations before who worked their butts off, who made something, who made businesses and were passing it on. Are we going to pledge our wealth to backstop uh, a failing government or a failing banking system? I don't think so. I know you also have to think about the future, right? Especially if you're talking about Hopefully. universal basic income. Universal basic income, there's no future in it, right? There's no future. There's no building of a savings rate. There's no leaving something more to, to the next generation. It's just sucking at the teat of the government. Mm-hmm. And then you wonder why prices are rising because the government didn't produce any value. They're just handing you a check. And lo and behold, how quickly does that check not go as far as you needed it to go? Imagine if you had universal basic income over the last year and the government said, hey, here's a check for $800 every month. Mm-hmm. 
well, your $800 doesn't buy you. What do you do now? Yeah. Do you, do you riot in the streets? Do you protest and say, your universal basic income isn't enough for me anymore? Yeah. Right? At what point does the government, who's now become your mommy, yeah. say, go out and get a job? Right? It's such a, another nasty policy of a government power grab to dominionize people, I think. And, it's- and, and precious metals is the ultimate freedom in that sense. You said it earlier. He who owns the gold makes the rules. If you have gold, you are making the rules. You have the freedom because you've protected your wealth. If you buy 100% into the fiat currency system, then you get what the fiat system gives you. And that's the same thing with universal basic income. Exactly. That's my opinion. No. That's my editorial on, on universal basic income. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't you know, it neither empowers or it, it doesn't even consult with the people. If you ask the people, do you want a job? If you, who have lost their jobs, let's say in the last little bit, you know, middle middle class jobs, do you want government transfers or do you want an opportunity to get another job? Maybe a potential career, maybe a potential business. You know, consult with the people first. I'm sure people feel better working. And that's and that's that's bottom line. We're here to create. We're here to we're here to be industrious. We're not here to sit in our butts and especially in times of inflation, that eight hundred dollars, two thousand dollars is not gonna buy you anything. Yeah, why do people become um disenfranchised in 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 companies that they work with because they're not getting new responsibilities right they're not they're not improving themselves and saying i can take on more i can handle this i can do this so i want to get training and be able to change over to here so you're you're disincentivizing people and just saying eh, just sit on your couch it's fine mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's it's crazy the idea is to get out of out of this this rat race that they're trying to create Gold and silver is a vote for freedom in my mind, and I think many people are looking at gold and silver as a way to to get out of the system, get off that Titanic, and get into get get early enough into one of the boats so that you're a survivor exactly. of, of this financial catastrophe that is upon us. And we're going to watch it all implode, and for those who have protected themselves, they can just watch it all unfold, and they'll be okay mm-hmm. for the future. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. That's at least how we feel about it. If you want to get involved in the market and have real money in your portfolio, remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. These debts might not look like they matter until they really, really matter. And we feel that that, that time is really upon us. So give us a call, one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. This is uh, The Real Money Show on AM640 Toronto. We'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, I think in the world that we're living in, you know, you log on, you log on and turn on the TV and you watch a financial program and it, it kind of does kind of go over your head. You know, there it, it seems like wizardry, wizardry, and that in order for you to survive in the world of investing, you probably need some sort of advisor to help you navigate the waters of the stock market, which in my mind, seems completely disassociated now with the real world. True. Right? If prices are rising, people are going to be able to, people are going to spend less. So how is the stock market rising if you can't go out and buy the cars? 
right? If you can get the parts for the cars. So it just seems like everything's grinding to a halt. And yet, I mean, I know the stock market's come off a bit and maybe it is coming to a, a, a real world understanding. But where I'm going with this, Jerry, is, is, is these markets seem so mysterious to people. Money seems so mysterious to people. What would you say to someone who isn't really involved in all of this and they're just getting started and, and mm -hmm. they do have a job. They're not depending on universal basic income and they want to mm -hmm. improve their lot in life. What does silver and what does gold do for them? Well, as we talk about gold being real money, it's real money because you can't print it. And when we have our money that we make, our paychecks are denominated in a Canadian dollar, and we're seeing prices going up and up and up. And I think that usually is the first sign and a first signal to someone to spark an interest. Hey, why, why is this happening? And what can I do to secure the money that I'm making uh, for the future? So when we, when we look at that, we have to find out, okay, why are they printing the money first and foremost? They're throwing it away, pretty much. And the more dollars in circulation, the less and less your money becomes, the less, the more, you know, you know, the less this, purchasing power you exactly. have. Exactly. Liken it to a baseball card. If you're a baseball card collector, so many more of these types of baseball cards, less valuable they are. So when you have that happening, the, the best way to to look at that is just converting, converting out of your Canadian dollars into something that you cannot print. Precious metals is that solution. It's not just a base metal, it's called precious for a reason. The precious connotates that it's money and it's currency and it will be and will continue to be. So convert your Canadian dollars, whether it be $300, $1,000, your scale, it, it's totally up to you. And we're here to accommodate that. Whether it be a $300 silver purchase, we can do that. You can now convert out of paper into a tangible monetary hard asset such as precious metals. Hey, you know, there was a time where you could put your money in a bank and get a certain rate of interest that was above the inflation rate, meaning above the amount that your dollar was depreciating in value. And so you were getting ahead no matter what you did. And then you could also take advantage of the compounding interest. Today, we don't have that option. And even if rates go up a whole 1%, right, without tanking the economy, you're, you're still nowhere to be found. If, if, the, if the rate of the devaluing of the currency is over 10%, you know, you go to the grocery store, everything is up 15%. Now it's not just the grocery store, but you go to the you go to fill your tank up with gas. What happens if they start no longer subsidizing energy prices in, in Ontario and they start raising prices, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you how are you going to not just protect against that, but how do you build wealth for the long term? And that's why we've always looked at silver as savings. You just put a little bit into silver over time, and you realize, whoa, I bought ten ounces a month for for a year. I've got a hundred ounces. Um, I buy a hundred ounces every month. For a year, I've got a thousand ounces, and that just continues to build. Silver's up four hundred percent over the last twenty years, right? That is improving your wealth. That's improving your lot in life. So it's not just about protection; it's about improving things. And gold and silver do that because they're rare, right? mm -hmm. Compa comparatively speaking to the amount of currency that's being circulated and printed into mm -hmm. uh, in, into obscurity at this point it's right. just uh, at some point at some point and this is really the big question is at what point do people just say i don't believe it anymore i have no faith in that currency and i think those times are coming so you know jeremy I, just on that note i do think that this is the year that the gold we call it the fear trade heats up when 
the main street investors, everyday mom and pop investors start to recognize that there is a real deterioration when you're not affording certain things, when things are being scaled back, when because of that you're not injecting, you're not spending more, the retail sales start to, to batten down. But the majority of investors still sort of see that, you know, it could potentially, this inflation could be transitory. But the BlackRock Commodities Outlook, this, this that came out last week, that they actually see commodity prices will remain high for decades. So the transitory narrative is falling apart and it's deteriorating every single day with our purchasing power. You know, and a lot of Canadians are still enamored by the, their portfolio valuations and real estate values. Um, but m- majority of these asset classes like stocks and real estate, the, the issue is that the fundamentals of these asset classes have been hollowed out and they're not and they're and they're only propped up by the, the cheap money printing and liquidity. And precious metals, on the other hand, haven't had their inflation run yet. The inflation run in the asset classes have already happened. We've seen it with the stock markets at super overvalued valuations, house prices, precious metals, not there yet. But we are at the point where the the needle, which is that pinprick of the rate hike cycle, begins. Gold and silver have proven to not only be going up during or at the beginning of a rate hike cycle, but when that fails and when they start cutting interest rates, gold goes up even more at the tail end of a rate hike cycle. So the idea is think of think of uh, this fiat currency as hot air in a balloon and you just keep blowing it up. How high can the balloon go? And as far as the value of a stock, what's that stock worth if you keep blowing air into it mm-hmm. and it becomes it becomes overburdened with the amount of money that you've just created out of thin air and put into this stock yeah it's no longer about what does that company produce are they producing it well it's just a place to put this excess cash exactly um and the idea is we want to we want to be out of that because bubbles burst we just don't know when they burst so the idea is to have some physical assets that have no counterparty risk if you own physical gold no one else owns that physical gold, and there's a finite amount of gold in the world, and you can't add to that supply just by snapping your fingers and hoping it. you double the supply. It doesn't work that way. So mm-hmm. you want to own some physical gold and silver in your portfolio. You could start with just buying some physical bars, gold, silver bars, some coins. You can go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com and look at the prices and acquire some precious metals through there. Or you can even put it in as a portion of your registered account. If you have an RSP, a TFSA, a Lira Lift, you can acquire physical gold where you own it. Remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. Our, the products that we help you acquire in your registered account are physically allocated to you into a sub-account that is separate from all other holdings. This is your product. You own it directly, and there is no counterparty risk. So give us a call, one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. This is AM640 Toronto. It's The Real Money Show, and we'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. We've been talking today about the sense that trust in the financial system, trust in governments appears to be at all-time lows. 
We're looking at what will happen to debt holders if, if interest rates start to rise. What would happen? You know, you have to pay more for everything that you that these debts that you're that you're you have to deal with, mm-hmm. right? Um, and Canadians are indebted, probably one of the highest rates of all G20 nations. So rate hiking in Canada is a very tenuous business. We're talking about ways to protect ourselves against economic disaster. And it definitely feels, and I've never, I've never seen it. I've studied the 70s as someone in the gold market and yeah. understood, oh, there was, there was oil shocks, energy shock, and there was inflation. And, you know, it, it got out of control. And then they raised interest rates to 20% and, and somehow quelled it because raising interest rates all of a sudden meant that you had value back in the dollar. Of course, when it when people really lost lost faith, they ran to the metals. Mm-hmm. And the question is, is do you want to be buying metals when silver's trading at $80 an ounce? Or do you want to get in way early? I feel like you want to get in the boat before the Titanic sinks. You need that okay. insurance. What do you want to wait what do you want to wait for till till half of the boats in the water? You got to get in early. It's better to be a month early than a day late. But Jerry, I want to ask you about natural fancy colored diamonds. We've talked about precious metals being a finite commodity, hence they're precious. How do you see natural fancy colored diamonds as being part of a portfolio and who might it be be good for in these type of times? Well, we talk about diversification in hard assets. So Guildhall, we spe- we've been offering ways since 2002 for Canadians and investors to diversify into hard assets, whether it be a natural fancy color diamond or physical precious metals. The reason why color diamonds stand out is that they have an intrinsic value akin to that of precious metals because they are rare. And rarity is one of the, one of the tenets of what money is. It must meet uh, the rarity standard. And like precious metals... Color diamonds possess also a safe haven quality because they offer low correlations. And as we're heading into an era where we're, you know, we're seeing the pace of money, money printing uh, leading to potentially hyperinflation, acquiring something, an asset with low, low correlations, with intrinsic value, offers a diversification that can mitigate risk of crashes. It can mitigate risk of banking failures. Even passing on wealth, you can literally hold $50,000 in the palm of your hand very easily. A million dollars in the palm of your hands very easily. You're mitigating, mitigating risk. This idea is, you know, as diversification investing, the concept is really simple. Never put your eggs in one basket. In basket. It's been known to, to citizens for centuries. So what categories of, of a diamond would represent the best investment? And what is a Guildhall diamond? So for us, what we've done as a business is we went out and acquired the product first. So we're not selling on behalf of a, a wholesaler or a dealer somewhere. So we, we are principally investors in those diamonds first. So what we're looking for is the strongest color that we can get, whether it's vivid, intense, or fancy. We're looking for the best cuts, which don't just necessarily mean oh, it's a a round or it's a radiant, but that it's well-balanced that creates that cut, you know, the depth, uh, that type of thing. It's not too deep. It's not too shallow. So we're looking at good, good shape, right? Good, good cut. And, and of course, clarity matters, but you have to understand rules before you can break them. For instance, yellow diamonds, you, you know, they're, they're the least rare of the colored diamonds. Black diamonds are not 
colored diamonds. Brown diamonds are not colored diamonds. These these aren't rare in any way. Champagne. Um, but yellows are. So you have to think of, you have to go for the highest clarities possible. Pink diamonds don't tend to have those clarities because they're smaller diamonds. Right. So you, you, you can make you can make adjustments to the rules. Blue diamonds, which are more rare than pink, tend to have better clarities. So then you move back to internally flawless or, or VVS if you can do it. So the idea is get, get the, the best diamonds that are out there. And if you go for quality, the best, 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 those happen to be also be the, the most rare. Mm -hmm. So a vivid yellow diamond, one carat, internally flawless, both radiant and cushion cut, which are the two most popular cuts because they show off the color the best, you're looking at less than 100 a year coming to market. Not saying that the cut is great, not saying it's a deep cut or shallow diamond, but just that less than 100 of, of internally flawless vivids come to market every year in the one carat range. So this type of rarity is what you're looking for in an investment that's going to guarantee you over the long term that you're going to beat inflation, number one, that's a given, but you're, that it's going to inc increase in value over time. Mm -hmm. Now, one question that I often get is talking about, um, you know, manufactured diamonds, right? There, that's been a new thing with white diamonds is getting manufactured ones. And uh, I'm just thinking about, um, you know, when they discovered America, okay, and they gave the Indians beads because they were newly manufactured and the Indians were like, great, I'll take the beads, take my land, <laughs> right? Um, but they kept sending the real jewels to the Queen of Spain, mm -hmm. okay? She ended up with a, with a chest full right. of, treasure chest full of rubies and diamonds and, and emeralds. She wasn't taking the beads. She knew where the value was. And I can buy a fake Rolex watch, okay? But if I need to sell that for money, what do you think someone's going to give me for it? Mm -hmm. Nothing. Mm -hmm. You have to stick with real. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the bottom line. That's the name of the game. You can call us about natural fancy colored diamonds. We're happy to show you some. These are some of the rarest assets in the world, and they are also some of the most steady assets in the world. There's virtually zero volatility in these markets over the decades that they've been offering them. So definitely something to consider. Same thing with precious metals. Great way to hedge against the devaluing of the currencies, which we are seeing at a rapid rate right now. We want people to protect themselves. We want people to survive and thrive into the future. Do it for yourself. Do it for your family. Give us a call. The number one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. These debts don't look like they matter, but they are going to matter. So give us a call. We'll show you how to get direct ownership of physical precious metals, whether over the counter, into your hands, have your own depository account, or hold it in a registered account. And we can't wait to speak to you next week. Jerry, it's been a pleasure. Never fails to disappoint. This has been The Real Money Show on AM640 Toronto, and we'll talk to you next week. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.